gentlemen, I think it's fair to say that the Thrill Me podcast is uh, gone ape or mm. ape shit. Yeah, ape shit. No, no, this is an ape shit, surely. Yeah. We've gone ape shit. Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Brought to you. <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Decent movies for a change. So Brought to something. you by three apes that are yet to have our intelligence. Some <laughs> drug injections. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for this episode, we are covering the Planet of the Apes pairing from 2011-2014. So Rise and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in a double bill. But before we get to that, let's quickly run through what we've been watching. Gibbo. Uh, yeah. Not much variety for me. A lot of volume. For whatever reason, um, I've been watching Californication on Stan, uh, the series. I started watching it ages ago and just didn't really get into it at all. wasn't very good, and I'm really bored all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I've watched four and a half seasons since it's I like you it. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's not good, but it's not bad. It's completely just switch-off sort of shit. I watch it at night when I'm going to bed and you know, manages to put me to sleep after about two and a half episodes. So there's only a half hour per, and there's boobs in it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you've got me. Other than that, I watched Apocalypse, which we were, Jared and I were just talking about, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. It's a fair slog for two and a half hours. Two and a half hours? There's lots of, uh, yeah, there's, lo- there's lots of special effects. Everyone's got Michael Bay fever. Yeah. They just think their things should you, go like, for a lot longer than... Yeah, <laughs> you're not, yeah, you're not yeah, Steven yeah. Spielberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just blowing shit up and yeah. making shiny stuff happen. On, like, yeah, anyway. Yeah, there's no depth. It's not good. On offer. It's not good. It's, it's probably like a five and a half, six out of ten, maybe cannot recommend it but you'll probably see it anyway because it's one of those movies you probably have to see at some point yep I've lined it up <laughs> <laughs> true to form Coxie uh, yeah that's pretty much it for me nothing nothing interesting to report Jared yeah I got through a fair bit actually um, I'm a season and a half into Ash vs Evil Dead bloody loving it absolutely loving it I it's, um, it. Some, like some of the episodes uh, seem to go sort of off track to the whole sort of overarching storyline um, but you just find yourself mesmerised by Bruce Campbell just being a rare for dickhead. <laughs> Mate, he's got that nailed down. I have never funny. laughed so hard in that sequence where he's trying to pay for lunch by insinuating sex in the toilet oh, would yeah, be yeah. the best thing for her. She'll get yeah. her 25 bucks worth. He's talking about, yeah, he's talking about, I've got a friend who can't do anything but string tennis rackets. He's not talking about, but he's the best at stringing rackets. They all come to him. So what do you say, baby? Want to get your racket strung? <laughs> like, that, was, yeah, that was good. I, like... The second season, um, it's more of the same. Like some episodes, I think, what well, like we're sort of veering, we're sort of meandering a little bit. But I just, I love it. I can't get enough of it. And you know, him dropping lines like, um, "I trust you less than I trust a blind proctologist." <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just pure magic. But, um, it seems to have taken like the uh, the horror completely out of it. Just ramps up the gore yeah. like massively and goes comedy, but. Does the job for me. I'm pretty happy with it. So, so it's a slasher comedy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's kind of um, it's uh, worth my trial on Stan. I think I'll probably pay my ten bucks a month for Stan's Stan. worthy, mate. I tell you, it's got some quality coming on there. Yeah. They're trying to um, have a run at Netflix. I think I watched Justice League Dark, which was the latest uh, animated one from DC. It wasn't bad. Aside from a f- sort of interesting scene where Batman fights a monster that comes out of a toilet, it appears to be just a giant shit. Was it monster. Mr. Hanky the Christmas? <laughs> I think it was. Um, but yeah, <laughs> aside from that, it wasn't too bad. The best thing about it was the bloke that played Constantine in the TV show because he was he so good. He does the voice, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does the, the voice because the... he was spot on and everyone loved him 
but the show got canned before it really got a chance to sort of take off. Oh, I liked him on Arrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's done the voice of Constantine for this one. So hopefully that's an ongoing role for him as well. <clears throat> I went back and finished uh, the Hunger Games. I watched Mockingjay one and two because I sort of left them. I never got to it. Yeah. Um, look, I don't mind it. It's it's entertaining enough. The, the the cast is surprisingly deep. I mean, I forgot that what's his name, Mahershala Ali. Yeah. The guy that just won the Oscar yeah, and was in, in. in Luke Cage and those sort of like he's in it. Just some of the smaller Lenny roles. Lenny Kravitz. Actually, Lenny Kravitz, of course. Some Woody. of the smaller roles are oh, Woody, actually. Woody's gold. Gotta love Woody. Yeah. He's just gold. But yeah, I don't mind that. It was entertaining. Um I did some homework and I watched John Wick. And fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it. Can you it. wait for number two? I, I cannot can't. wait for number two. Apparently number two is getting absolute raves. Yeah. Bill Simmons has already dedicated half a podcast to it, so <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, really impressed. I can't believe they got they wrung so much emotion out of um, killing his dog. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, that's all he needs. But that I just, so love, well I just love the fact that every time anyone mentions John Wick in the first twenty minutes, everyone, everyone pulls oh, himself. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> he, he, he stole John Wick's car and he killed his dog. Yeah, everyone except oh. Al- everyone except, <laughs> oh. everyone except Alfie Allen, who's kind of just sitting there like, what? Yeah, what He's an oblivious twist. I got to the cinema and saw Split. Mm-hmm. What was that like, Jared? I heard some pretty good things. Yeah, look, um, acting performances are good. The cast is pretty strong. It's the girl from The Witch um, and uh, obviously James... He was pretty good. Uh, for the most part, I thought, I'm going to be laughing at some some of the characters that he does. And occasionally I did kind of like, oh, it's, I'm not quite so sure about that. For the, but for the most part, he holds it up. And it's a decent little thriller. It didn't really sort of... It didn't have any sort of huge twists and turns. But the... The little kicker at the end. That's what I heard there. The one yeah, thing I heard the kicker the is movie. fantastic. Look, it reframes the whole thing. Yeah, it's exactly what someone else um, told me. It's sort of, you, you just see that and you go, oh, shit. And you kind of look back on it and say, okay, some of the things that I thought, you know, might have been a stretch now really work and I'm in. I'm so really we, interested. we talking like Fight Club level twist at the end? It's not really a twist, even. It's kind of a twist, but it's, it's sort of... St- I don't know, like I don't know what to say without spoiling it for people who haven't seen it. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's sort of no. Yeah, it it sort of goes. It's it's sort of separate to what's happening, but then recontextualizes the whole thing and gets you really sort of excited. But I don't know how else to say it. But fuck, I was just I walked out of the cinema floating on a cloud. Right? Mm. I thought it was really good. I was just worried that it was might have been a bit of a bit of a like James McAvoy like actors wank fest like where he's just like look yeah, what I yeah. can do that sort of shit. There, there was there was moments where I felt it getting there. Yeah. But for the most part, I thought he did all right. Okay. The, the bits that, like what you were saying there, it's mostly when he's being the little kid for me. Mm. Other than that, I think he does a pretty good job of doing the characters and stuff. And the other two I got to were Doctor Strange. I watched Doctor Strange. More of the same from Marvel. Really, really liked it. Visually, just incredible at times. Yeah. Uh, again, the sort of the the classic sort of hero's journey is there. Um, but I actually really liked. The villain, and I think it's mainly just because it's Mads, Mads Mikkelsen, and mm. I really like him. Yeah. Mm. So he added, for me, added a little bit to the villain. What do you think of his guy liner? Uh, could have used some work. <laughs> could have used some work. Yeah. <laughs> Let's face it, though, with Marvel, it, it basically a lot of the time, with regards to a lot of these, it comes down to casting, and the castings are just so good. Yeah. Mm. Um, they really do pick their, their cast well, and that's not just the key people. Like, 
Yeah. You've got people like Tilda Swinton and all these sorts of people, you know, and they, yeah, these guys are Oscar winners, you know. Mm. There's a reason why the, the quality's there, and that's part yeah. of it. I thought Benedict Wong made a lot of it too. With yeah, the, he had a couple the of Beyonce really bits bits and that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Yeah, I, I think some of the, the some of the villains in in Marvel tend to be a little bit. Now that we've seen a lot of them, some of them tend to be a bit. Yeah, doesn't stack they up. Haven't really but I had like, a good one. This one could have gone there again, but I think I just like Mad Mikkel, Mads Mikkelsen, so it, it didn't for me. I, I really liked what he brought to it. And the other one was um, Logan. I got to say Logan. And Put your dick back in your pants, yeah, Jared. Yeah, look, it's it's fucking good. It's really good, really, really good. It's lengthy, but it's got so much more depth to it than a, than a lot of the the comic book ones, and it's fucking brutal at times. Some of the some of the um, fight scenes are just he's just ripping people apart. So yeah, but that's good. The, that's that's sort that's of where we need to get. Well, well that's what they, they said. You know, that, that's one of the great things to come out of Deadpool is that okay, pe- people have realised. Oh right, so we can do a, we can do a comic book movie with violence, and we'll still get Make it billions of dollars. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that was uh, I was really impressed by it. I was, it's probably I think I would have to agree that it's the best Jackman's been as as Wolverine. Uh, well, apparently Mangold and Jackman both took huge pay cuts to get it to the R rating. Yeah, well, just because yeah. they thought they needed to do a Wolverine movie right before they both fucked off. Yep, they still had Origins on their on their mind. And yep, no and they nailed that. it. And that's what that, I actually heard. Um, Mangold was it Mangold or one of the other guys? Um, someone involved in the in the production actually said. This one was really how we wanted it because we didn't have to sell Happy Meals with it. Mm. It's basically how they described yeah, it. Yeah, great idea. <clears throat> great, great to go out like that. I think. Yeah, and a lot of more of the action, the uh, superhero movies need to go that route. Like not the uh, like Batman versus Superman route because it was obviously a pile of shit, wasn't it, Jared? Loved but, it um... every minute of it. Every, <laughs> every three hours, three hours and thirty minutes, <laughs> all hundred eighty minutes. <laughs> it, tried, it tried so hard to be dark, but it didn't do it the right way. Yeah, There's a way to do it. No, um, and they still try to sell toys and be violent. Like my little yeah. bloke wants to watch that. I don't want him to watch that movie. No, it's at a bit, all. Yeah. Like, I, want to I won't let him watch Logan either. But on this it's not about, it's not about the violence day. either. It's just the taste. It's just you don't want him to watch shit movies. No, exactly. Yeah. And he's watched fucking Thunder in Paradise. All three of them. <laughs> Loved every minute of it. I'm sure. Loved this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on a hot shots tear at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that movie. One end part. I dude. love that movie. Yeah. Is that everything, Jack? That's me, yep. Uh, I just watched a few oldies. I went back and watched Grudge Match. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. It's, yeah, it's, it's all right. A few laughs. That's fine. Um, American Pie. I watched American Pie for Jesus, some reason. Why? I love that movie. Janet Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason. And the best line of the entire movie, Sherman, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> he just walks past him. Crashing <laughs> uh, blow. I watched some more of Lethal Weapon on telly. Serious, yeah. Actually, not too bad. Like, the chemistry between the two leads is quite good and actually... Keeps you invested. The storylines are generic as all hell. Yeah. Like, you are not getting anything that you haven't already seen. But the chemistry between those two is really good. And it, some of the comedy actually works. Hmm. So I'm sticking with it. I watched the um, Amanda Knox documentary on Netflix. I don't know who that is. Um, she <laughs> allegedly committed murder in Italy. Uh, American exchange student allegedly killed an English exchange student. It's really interesting, and the stuff about the, what the media actually did is really eye-opening because so they pretty much – it was trial by media, essentially. Oh, okay. So still on your sort of uplifting – Oh, I love it. He loves a smile on the inside of his life. <laughs> 
also watched another one that was on uh, another documentary called Wiener. <laughs> no, 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 it's not about dicks. It's Anthony, Anthony Wiener. Wiener. <laughs> and so it is about, about dicks. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> really, actually, highly amusing. For, it's not meant to be, but it's him trying to get back into the poli- into politics after his dick. He was taking dick pics. I feel like we talked about this documentary before, did we not? No, um, I certainly hadn't seen it. I think you're thinking of Friday the 13th, mate. <laughs> no, no, I'm, sure, I'm sure I talked to... Yeah, look, maybe some, maybe it was mentioned briefly yeah. somewhere along the line, but... Because I would never watch it. Essentially, to put me through this. he was taking dick pics, got in the shit for it. He was in, he was in Congress, and he got flicked out of Congress. And this is his comeback to politics... And it just blows up in his face, and it's all happening live. As it, you know, he's there's a lot of double entendres here. It does. It blows up in his face. He definitely. got tugged out of politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got jerked out of politics quite a bit, quite heavily. He's a bit of a wanker. <laughs> uh, the only other one I watched, I oh, know that's right, I watched the first few episodes of that Santa Clarita Diet, mm-hmm. the Drew Barrymore yeah, horror show. It started off a bit average. But it's just hit its stride about four or five episodes in. It's is quite amusing. Timothy Oliphant? Mm. Tim, yeah. He's actually really, really good. He he steals the show. I like Drew Barrymore. She's really... Um, the same in everything she does. But, but she's really... <laughs> she's somebody that you can sort of... Yeah, she's likeable yeah, in these course, sort of yeah. shows. But Timothy Oliphant provides a lot of the, the comedy. And it's just starting to work. About five episodes in, there are only twenty minute episodes. Yeah. So that it's actually pretty breezy. So I've been it's, it's good. Thinking whether or not to bother with it. Give it a crack. Um, it's not going to cost. Man, I'm watching Californication. It can't be worse. Christ, exactly. Well, and I that. went to one that turned out a horror flick that turned out to be by Bloomhouse or Blumhouse mm. was that Chernobyl Diaries. It had a really creepy premise. Trapped at Chernobyl, you know, and something's out there. But it was fucking. You'd swear. Yeah, I, I thought it was a found footage. It's not, but it's shot like that. The yeah. real sort of shaky camera work mm. and, and sort of almost as if somebody's next to you. And, yeah. and it, it fucking just falls apart. By the end, you're just sitting there. I'm just, just sitting there. It was only 80 minutes long. And I was just sitting there going, oh, my God, when's this crap going to end? <laughs> last hour of it was a bit of a struggle. Oh, <laughs> the last probably half hour was just a waste. Yeah. Um, and, again, it's you can see why Blumhouse isn't involved. It would have been mm. really cheaply made. And it's a quite an interesting premise, but it just doesn't hold up. We got your um, we got your attention. It grabbed my attention. Yeah. It was on Netflix. Um, and there's another one by. It's already paid for it. Um, yeah, exactly. There's another one of theirs called Area Fifty One, yep. which I think is somewhat similar, um, but it's a fan footage that I was considering giving a go. And then after watching this, I think oh, <laughs> I think I stepped back out of that. Fan footage can fuck right off, as far as I'm concerned. Now. The gimmick's dead and yeah, it's not yeah. done very they, well. They, they, don't, they don't get done very well anymore. You've got time. As I said to you the other day, if if money, if money time was money, you would be rocket this money. You'd be throwing your caps at As I said you. to you, I said, oh, I don't need to worry about that. I just wrote back to you saying, fuck, I am rocket this money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it for me. <laughs> All right, point. let's take a break and dive into the first of the Planet of the Apes Remade films, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. This drug could save millions of lives. We test one subject. Oh, he's a smart one, isn't he? Caesar has skills that far exceed that of a human. Is company property. You have no idea what you're dealing with. 
2013. Rise of the Planet of the Apes from 2011. It's directed by Rupert Wyatt, who recently directed The Gambler. Produced by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silva, Peter Chernan and Dylan Clark. And written by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silva. Now, they actually wrote um, The Relic. And uh, Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Oh, Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I used to love that. Jesus. <laughs> it stars James Franco as Will Rodman, Frida Printo as Caroline Ahana, Andy Serkis as Caesar, John Lithgow as Charles Rodman, and Brian Cox as John Landon. The budget was a fairly hefty $93 million, but it made 482 worldwide. Might get a sequel. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, And this was actually one of the first feature films to use motion capture in a so-called on-location setting. Previously, motion capture was limited to special studio setups. Yeah, green screen. Special motion capture cameras in very clearly defined surroundings. So now they actually had them operating within where they were, which I thought turned out to be really, really good. Fuck yeah. All right. I'll probably kick this off as, as far as general thoughts. I thought this was a really, really great way to reboot a franchise and kick off a franchise again. It mixes drama and action really, really well with a really solid cast. I really like the cast in this. And overall, pretty impressive all the way. Now, for me, it was four out of five. Hmm. J-Rod? Jared? Yeah, um, I'm the same. I'll go a four. I mentioned it before. I think it was pretty smart to assume that everybody knew the twist of the original Planet of the Apes. So when they went back, they decided to to tell the story of how how they got there. I thought that was a good idea in the in the scheme of things. It turned out very well. Uh, as you said, some of the like the motion capture stuff for the most part is really impressive. Like the fact that they got. The performance they did out of Andy Circus and kind of translated that on screen with those special effects is, is pretty incredible, really. But yeah, it's just a rock solid, rock solid movie. Like you said, good mix of drama and action. Um, some parts of it, the action is just completely gone, and you're just focusing on the relationship between Caesar and the and the humans, and Caesar and, and the apes, and and his sort of coming to terms with where he's at. And it's pretty. I mean, really, he's the the protagonist of the whole thing without speaking for a lot of a lot of the a lot of the movie. So it was yeah, very impressed. I really enjoyed it. We'll make it a solid a four four piece. from all three. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching this when I first saw it and I was just hundred percent blown away. Similar sort of feeling to what I got when I watched the Jungle Book uh, recently with the the CGI and you know, the motion capture stuff they did with that and how realistic they they can do things now with the facial expressions and, you know, communicating things with just you know, a look of an eye or, you know, just a little smile, that sort of stuff that they can do with those things now. It's just crazy. Um, this one had a lot of it. There were a few little things, like I think the the CGI in this is aged very slightly. There's a few little bits and pieces where you can just see to see a lot of rendering. You can tell they sort of stitched something in and whatever. But when I watched it initially, I, I think it actually might have been a dodgy version that I watched. Not that it was dodgy. It was on PlayStation Network, but I just don't think it was rendered right for the format I saw it in. Um, that probably contributed. But other than that, it's friggin' just an amazing movie it's really really well done the the relationships between you know the humans and and the apes and how they do all their social structure and just the little intricacies of that makes it interesting the whole way through like you said it's just even when nothing's happening you're still sort of engrossed so yeah i'm with you guys excellent all right let's get into the likes i really like 
even just that first couple of minutes, it kind of gets off to an emotional start when they capture the ape and take it away from its family. Mm. So they get they, they immediately get you on the on their side. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. You feel for them and you feel for their plight yeah. within two minutes. And it was pretty it was actually quite um scary. Like they you, you saw they did a really good job of making like you sort of saw the fear in the animals. And um yeah, it was I, th- I thought exactly the same. It was a really good start. And I noticed they were they were using this thing about they were looking at the eyes a lot of the, yeah. the apes and I thought it was a really effective way to sort of show the emotion. They also didn't use a lot of music in, in the bits and part, pieces of this because you're seeing it more from the animal side of things. They, they just sort of leave it a lot more raw. Yeah. I think it's really effective. Absolutely. And um, that scene was definitely one of them. So, I really <clears throat> like the idea of the drug that they're using. It's to cure Alzheimer's, and you know it obviously rolls back to Will's situation with his father. Yeah. But it also sort of plays out that they know that there's issues, but they refuse to look closely at what those issues are because of what the potential positives might be. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's a real. It's a through line throughout um, that first hour, I think. Um, and it's really, really well handled, and it's really yeah. qu- quietly handled. Like they don't just shit, ram it down your throat; they give it to you in little dribs and drabs. And they do that really well for a lot of things in this movie. Mm. They, they feed it to you nicely. With that premise, like you bought that he would test it on his dad like that yeah. because he was desperate, and then you bought that the other bloke would push forward with no issues because of the amount of money it would make them. And yeah, um, so all the, the motivations suited each person. Yeah, the motivations were there, and and you you could deal with it. And I actually think John Lithgow was really good. So there was a couple of moments where with him where Franco's just watching him do stuff, and it's kind of heartbreaking. You see, like they show him when he's good, and then they show him when he's losing the plot. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of immediately say, yeah, just fucking take it and test it. When he's in that car trying to start the yeah, car, and he's and he driving front forward, back forward, back forward, back. Freaking hard to yeah, watch. Yeah, it was. He, I thought he was really good. Like he just continues to sort of impress me as, as an actor because I – I mean, when I mean when you I still studying... you still laugh when he gets up out of the spa and he's crackers in Have you no shame? <laughs> I mean, that was my if really my early introductions to John Lithgow were on that show. So I just I saw him as a comedian, yeah. But he's a dead serious actor and yeah. he's a really good one. I mean, he was fantastic in Dexter as well. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. First time I saw him was in Cliffhanger, and he's really good. Yeah, at the yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, and and that segues into the cast. I think the cast is really good. I think it, it, everyone handles their role well. Franco's probably a little bit understated. He's not. Mm. He's he's quite sort of quiet. I'd say he's out of his role. league in this one. Too, um, but. but you got you got coverage by people with people like John Lithgow and Brian Cox, and then you've got Andy Circus putting yeah. on a clinic, mate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to me, if I'm honest, and and this might be going too far, but why is that not worthy of an Oscar nomination? Yeah, 100%. to me, this is it's more than just it's pure performance. He's playing an animal. Yeah. Well, he's got to emote. Everything with his body, and he's doing it in in a circumstance that is completely unnatural to him, like walking around, you know, scratching his underarms. Yeah, you know, like it's it's a so I I really impressive to me. It's the kind of performance that should be Oscar worthy, Mm. Um, and that's you know, people might scoff at that and say, well, it's all special effects, but it's actually not because it's emotion capture. They're saying now that it should be its own category. Yeah, yeah. because it's It's you can't just do it. Not everyone can just jump in and do that shit. Exactly. Obviously, like one of the leaders in the field, but yeah, they're saying now it needs its own thing. I 100% yeah. agree too. But you, it's just one of those things, if you were just going to give it to him as a best actor, 
then you've got to say how much did the special effects people rendering all the images yeah, and stuff, and how I much guess did they affect it? Facial tics and, and things exactly. like that where they yeah, can sure actually get indie. into that. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot of him, but it's it'd be hard to separate. But I think if they if they were to do it, I think it'd be worthwhile for sure. The sequence too, where Caesar first escapes the house because he wants to ride the bike yeah. with the kid. It's a great bit of foreshadowing because it's showing mm. that he's getting smarter and he's becoming more aware of what he can actually and do. Curious to, yeah. And curious yeah. to how and segues into what he does later mm. yeah. to get out. I think that's that's it's just once again, tiny little sequence, but just it's pacing, the pacing of this movie. It's yeah. not really an action film, if you're no, honest. No. It's kind of a drama it's more thriller. Drama. But the pacing is so good. Like, it just it just drip-feeds everything really nicely yeah. Yeah. and keeps you invested. And it builds up, too. Like you said, you get a bit of that, and then he, he plays it like he doesn't understand what's going on. But then the next time he comes out to sort of defend John Lithgow, mm. that scene, too, is pretty incredible where he sort of sees that everyone's fearing him. Like, he's not thinking of it when he bursts out, but then everyone's scared of him and... The emotion that they ring out of that is fucking incredible. Like you said, the, watching John Lithgow at the start is like sad. Then you're in Caesar's corner because you know you, there's this bond between them. Hmm. But then he gets this sort of, you know, uh, you can see on his face. Andy Circus again doing fucking incredible work. But you can see like where he's he's starting to understand that I'm. This isn't. My world, basically. Yeah. It's similar when he sees the dog when they're in the Redwood Forest and he sees yeah. the collar and yep. he tries to figure out what his role is then he won't get in the back of the car. He wants to get in the seat with the yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, really well-written short pieces yeah, that, tells, that you heaps, tells you so much. It's it's just really, really well done. There's really a lot of subtext. Like if you scratch the surface, you can go real deep if you want. And I'm talking about things like removing animals from their natural habitat, Things around raising them in captivity, animal cruelty. There's so many things in here. Um, well, there's things about, you know, race. Yeah, yeah. Races and stuff like sure. that. It's just like, incredibly detailed and yeah. deep. But you can also look at it from a surface perspective and still enjoy it. Like yeah, just yeah. strictly about the special effects and the, the, the set pieces and that and still be – I mean, it's that's why I think it was so successful mm. because mm. it could just – Tap into everybody's sort of yeah, hundred percent thoughts. Well, mental health was touched on as well. Yeah, uh, like for kids that are bullied at school, they'd get a lot of the, a lot of satisfaction out of the guys at the shelter getting their shit yeah. Yeah. back to them. But, Speaking of the shelter, um, Tom Felton was pretty fucking great too. Was the slimy, yeah, guy. slimy little bastard there. Prick. I I also think the great thing about all that depth is at no stage does it overshadow the plot. Like they don't ram it down your throat about race. They don't shove animal cruelty down your, in your in your face. Yeah, it's not they these just guys let are bad. them come out. Yeah. No, and they never overshadow what the whole movie's about. Mm. And yeah. I think that's just again really great writing, really well well handled direction, mm. and it's just it's it's really well done. Motion capture effects and and performances are just outstanding. Like all of them. Like yeah. it's not just Andy Circus. Like no. that's, and I think this. Comes into some of the likes that'll be in the next one. You have to have more than just one actor who's doing it. Yeah. Now, he is obviously really great as Caesar. From what I understand, he owns a company that does a lot of this, doesn't he? Andy Circus. Yeah, like he, he, he runs an actual company. Peter Jackson company. stuff, yep. And um, 
it's great to see that he's then passing all this stuff on to all these other actors and they're, they're stepping up to the plate too. Does anyone know how he figured out that he could act like all these things? Like he's done Gollum, he's done this, he's done King Kong. King Kong, like, yeah. I reckon, I, 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 I reckon he's just... I'm the expert. I, I can be a monkey. Like, <laughs> no, so, I, I reckon he just... Because um, Gollum was one of those early motion capture performances and he really nailed that. It's just probably just segued off from there. You know, yeah, everyone moving came like, to him. Moving like chimps and, and obviously King Kong helps as well, but doing the movements, that like if you watch documentaries, he's got all of it nailed. Yeah, yeah like, like Gollum is, Gollum is a totally an interpretation. He yeah. could pretty much do whatever he wanted and say, that's this my interpretation of the book. Yeah. But yeah, an ape, he had to imitate. The way they swing their arms and yeah. like bang yeah, yeah. things and scratch their face. Like he's I think it's everything. probably, I, I think you've got to come back to the fact that he was probably very because he was early motion capture. He understood the technology, and then people went to him, and he just he's just he's just, just real good at it. Because you know, yeah. from my understanding, um, the Hulk in Avengers was all motion capture stuff for Mark Ruffalo, a lot mm. of motion capture, and they went and he went and spoke to Andy Serkis about all that, and yeah. about how to do it within those confines. So he's obviously very well schooled well in it, regarded yeah. and very well regarded. The shot where Caesar's first locked in his cage at the sanctuary, mm. and there's a, it, the camera pulls back really fast and goes back through the corridor, and you see all the other apes, other apes. all locked up. Yeah, gold. Yeah, absolute gold. And it, and it ends with just a shutter going and coming down. Yeah, mm. it's a really great sequence, and and just it's just a really great shot. Or the way that he signals to Will, um, Caesar signals to Will that um, he doesn't really he doesn't want to go home. Remember when he says, we're going home, we're going home, you can come with us? Yeah. yeah. And he realises, no, I, you know, I don't want to. Yeah. And he just takes, grabs the cage door and just closes it in front of him. So what did you guys get about? Because I got that he wanted to go with him. He, he really did, but he didn't want to leave all his friends He there. did, yeah. He, yeah. He, he, initially, he takes that step towards going. Yeah. And then he realises that he's he actually become sort of the king, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think that was his, um, I think that was his, yeah, the, the sort of final, it was the the... The, the end of his sort of realisation that this is my world, not not what I was living before. Yeah. You know, that's either the whole pet stuff, am I a pet? Um, that was the you remember he's still holding the, the leash. Yeah, I think that was the bit where he's kind of like, I am I am a pet and, and you know, yeah, I, that's I, where he sort, of, he, he sort of wants to change it. But I really liked how they kind of tethered it to John Lithgow's sanity, yeah. how, like, basically Caesar's realisations are growing as, as Lithgow's sort of sanity is You're slipping away. Slipping yeah. away. Yeah. And then, yeah, they lose Lithgow. He goes to the, the care. Um, and, yeah, like you said, it kind of ends at that moment. That's where he decides, yeah, this is, you know, I'm an ape, basically. I really like the way they, they show us the breakout. Of yeah. from the sanctuary over about twenty to thirty minutes. Yep. They just give you all these little sequences where he gradually through, learns yeah. what he's doing, mm. and he, you know, so there's the he becomes the leader. Then he steals the knife from the bloke. Yeah, uh, makes the lock. Yep. Yeah, he he picks the lock. You know, there's he works out the close the, the code to the door. He you know he does all these things in little sequence over about twenty minutes. Gets back on his side. Yeah, yeah, and it's really really smart. And it, again, it just. It just he releases the, the the smart drug into the room. Yeah, you know, like he does yeah. all these really interesting things that, that that set the tone for what's going to happen. Yeah, and it's done over about twenty to thirty minutes. It's not just you know suddenly bang. Here's a montage. Yeah. This is how he's suddenly going to break out. And the great thing is, yeah, like you said, it's they're sparing with it, but they're doing it around things like him. Uh, they were sparing with him learning to talk, which was a f- 
great move because, as we sort of stated, there's so much communication between the apes going on during that time, but none of it's talking until, you know, um, even when he, even when he sort of speaks, it's still sparing. It's very he says very little. He basically says the one word until the end of the movie, mm. and it's yeah, it's it's just it's so it's captivating to watch it. I remember the first time I watched it when he says no, when he screams that no out. Like when I first watched this, I was like, "Holy fuck, that monkey just spoke!" Like, I was like, legit, like yeah. "Jesus, that's huge!" Yeah, you, you sort of you're so into the movie, you don't really think, "Oh, this is just a movie." Like, yeah. like holy crap. He's gone that extra step, you know. He's he's past where everyone else thinks he is. So, exactly, and it just it just showcases just how <clears throat> well they have you. Like they have you locked into it. Yeah. Even though, as you said, um, when we first <clears throat> before we came on the air, it feels almost like a an art film because there's so much uh, subtitles and stuff and all that kind of gear. It just feels like it's it, they've really done the homework and taken the time. Mm. It's, it's 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 not one of these blockbusters that's shit. Um, we need five or six different writers in here. We just need to patch over a few problems we've got. There's this is a you know a script that's been properly fleshed and and worked up before they got to filming the the movie. I reckon mm. very minimal changes. I'd suggest. Yeah, um, so they don't just blow stuff up for the sake of blowing yeah, stuff yeah. up either. It's, it, everything serves the story. Yeah. Another just a just a shot that only goes for like five seconds or ten seconds, but I just loved it. Is when you see all the leaves falling from the trees and the yeah. little girl the looks up looks and you up just and see them. Yeah. Yeah. They're flying through. I thought that was gold. Like yeah. it just it just it indicates that they're all there's tons of them and they're coming. And know? it shows that like they they used they had so much use of the CGI, but then they they still really effectively used what seemed to me to be just a practical effect. Yeah. It didn't show anything but the leaves coming down, and it was super effective. Yeah. yeah. And the other, um, the, the, other blo- the bloke driving the car with the kids in it, um, dead ringer for Diego Maradona. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other scene, though, because I had that one, and I also had the um, the one where they're in the city and all the apes are on the roof, and they've got all the, the fence, like spears that yeah. they've, they've, they've pulled out of the fencing. And then, like, they're sort of silhouetted against the skyline when everyone looks up. It looks really, like, old westerny, where, the, you know, the, mm. all the Indians are coming yeah, up over coming the pass there. and they've got someone in a, in a bottleneck. Yeah. It's really effective as well. Yeah. And they, they again, they were, they were kind of, they really effectively used the sound and, and um, things like that during during that stretch, too. Like, the breakout, some of that is bloody scary, like, seeing just the, the mob of apes kind of just descending. And then when they bust into the lab, I mean, that's that's... Freaky, like some of the some of the things they're doing in the lab, but then they still find time to have what's his face Jacobs walking into the lobby, and mm. you think it's all done, and then they just slowly pan up, up with no sound, yeah. and they just fucking look at him, and you're like, That's "Holy so creepy. shit!" Yeah. <laughs> How does he get out of that? By the way, because he ends up in the oh. helicopter afterwards. Like, tell me they didn't just because they all jump down. They're about from you know they're probably five meters away from him, as if they wouldn't catch him. Yeah. yeah. I thought he was toast. But, um, yeah, that was super effective, just that little pan shot. You, you just – because you're so conditioned to, to hearing noise when things like that are going on, they, they really used that to their advantage to show, oh, you just assume, oh, fuck, they're gone. And he's wandered out there. Oh, shit, no, they're still there. The final probably – I guess it's 20-odd minutes where, you know, it's all happening on the bridge and, you know, the breakout and, you know – they barely put a foot wrong as far as action stuff goes. Yeah. That's when they ramp the action up, mm. and it just showcases that again. This director had a really good handle on the on the dramatic material, but when it came time to to deliver um, action wise, 
he gets the heart pumping. Like yeah. it's 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 really worth. But it's worth all smartly seeing. done too. Like obviously, there's been a lot of fights on that bridge in different movies over the years. <laughs> like, holy shit, can we fight anywhere else, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way they use it in this, because of the Abe's ability to you know go underneath and yeah. use it like <laughs> and monkey bars or whatever, and the top. fact that the mist is there, yeah. and then the way they push the the bus and. Like, do all that shit is so clever. Like, instead of just running on, like, yeah, yeah. like, fucking running at the guns, they're yep. really smart about how they use the environment. Yep. And my last like is just when he says to him at the end, you know, you can come home or whatever, and he says, Caesar is home. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And and, he, and um, Will just lets him go, you yeah. know, because he realises, yeah, look, he's supposed to be... In, in the forest and yeah. with these with the other apes and you know he, mm. he shouldn't be a pet and I really liked it I mean again it just came full circle um, back to where from where we'd started to where he should be and mm. I really liked that yep and the end of this movie is obviously where um, like Renee Russo and uh, was it Morgan Freeman from oh no Dustin Hoffman come in and they <laughs> oh, yeah, wearing out, a hazmat outbreak. suit yeah <laughs> like the the end sequence yeah. where they're doing all the credits and it's showing like everything's spreading or whatever I just seriously thought of Outbreak straight yeah on. yeah and that was from a monkey but but, but I fast. thought that it's was cool <laughs> <laughs> but I still thought that was really cool not oh, yeah. lead into a yeah. sequel well as um, soon as you watch it like oh geez we're fucked yeah like, yeah that bloke meanwhile. Fucking old mate, the ape handler. Selfish or what? Like, yeah. maybe give someone a heads up that you're sneezing blood, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let somebody know that. Mm, did he not have shit, a phone? part of my face is falling like, off. He's knocking <laughs> old mate's garage door. Like, just call someone. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. CDC, maybe? Yeah. Or, you know, perhaps put yourself out of your misery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seriously, he's taken the whole human race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the good thing about that was nobody knew what they were dealing with. And again, it came back to. This drug is for Alzheimer's patients and can help, mm. but will ignore the danger signs to it. And that was the danger that it, that it brought. Yeah, well, Will didn't, but the money man did. Yeah, he did. He so, just decided, let's just pull the, you know, let's pull do it. Up. Yeah, I just had one, one more like. The shot of the ape jumping into the chopper during the battle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking Go awesome. Yeah. Give it awesome. <laughs> that, that was, was Even that scene where he knocks Caesar out of the way because he's shooting at him. Yeah. He knocks yeah. him out of the way and he just goes, takes it on. That's so cool. Go. Yep. Dislikes. Yeah, I didn't have many and most of them were nitpicky. Mm-hmm. My biggest one was when the scene where old mate brings his mates to the sanctuary with a six pack. Yeah. Mm. I had that. Yeah, look, I understand it was so we could get the knife. Like I understood that. Yeah. But it was so he kind of cliche. It, it was just cliche. Like, I don't know about you, but my mates have never said to me, look, yeah, I worked out at an ape sanctuary. Do you want to grab a six-pack and get all the piss? And yeah, you want to go and abuse some health yeah. defenseless animals? Oh, yeah, sounds great. The no, chicks will no, think no, this is hot. Yeah, well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, the girls will love the smell of those cages. Like, oh, just, just watch your step there. You don't want to step in a big pile of shit. Like, the, the ladies love this place. Yeah. <laughs> but do they think that... Oh, like, I can smell a, a ape feces a mile away, you know? Like, Especially when you live in um, San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was supposedly one of the greatest places to live in the world. What should we do? Let's what are we doing to... hanging out in ape, <laughs> ape sanctuary? If mistreating animals isn't good enough, though, then they mistreat the mentally challenged bloke that works there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. must have been just so keen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were ready to go. Like, yeah. They were interested. <laughs> it's just, it just came across as very cliched for me. Yeah, like yeah. I said, they could have just done a simple little po- yeah, pickpocket, pickpocket part and didn't need it that whole scene. Um, or you could have just had him sort of threatening Caesar or whatever with the... Yeah. And then he does pickpocket. It's just an, it's another one of those things where it's like, oh, we're going to show you how evil this bloke is. Like, we already know man. he's clearly a vindictive little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't need that. You scene. didn't need to show how, how extra evil he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only other thing I think you 
you touched on was yeah, some of the CGI looks a little bit untidy near yeah. the end of the film. I didn't notice the first time yeah. I watched it, but no, watching but it now, you do you just sort of yeah. you just sort of see a couple of bits where you're like, oh, just not very as clean as the other ones. Yeah, yeah, just very occasionally where you see like the full the full apes yeah. most of the time. When you're looking at like the faces and stuff, oh, yeah. you kind of just you you kind of just taken up by the performance. Mm. Yeah. So you don't really notice it as much. But yeah, a few times when the apes were running and stuff, there was a there was a couple of little scratchy bits. Yeah. But um, not many. I I had a dislike about the neighbour. That the, the oh, continued yeah. mishaps sort of continued to happen to him. I don't know whether it was his acting but it became kind of comical. Yeah, he was. Like when the bloke sneezed blood in his direction, he reminded me of the, the Weasley little dude in Billy Madison. Like he was kind of <laughs> pulling faces. <laughs> That's who he reminded me of. Like yeah, he was somebody. I, couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't cop it by then. So I kind of, I don't know whether, whether uh, I think looking at it, I think it was okay that it was the same person. I just don't think. The actor did the job. Well, he was no. just next door. But, I mean, his yeah. reaction at the start when the, the ape's just sitting there trying to climb out of his yard and he's trying to belt it with a bat, yeah, like, he's yeah. unnecessarily evil. He like, yeah. pulling, I don't know why he's pulling the face, but the face is what reminds me of the Billy Madison dude. Man, he seriously reminded me of someone I couldn't think of who was, and that's who it is. You and nailed it. probably true of the guy in the sanctuary too. Yeah. They're just quite... So evil, so nasty yeah, no that reason. it kind of feels just a little bit contrived. Like, yeah. I think the difference was uh, I agree that, that Tom Felton's character was a little bit contrived, but I think Tom Felton did much better with yeah, it. Yeah, he was a better. He, he was produced just, a better performance. He was no just doubt. pure slime and a, and a you know greasy little bastard. Yeah, yeah, clearly yeah. fake blonde hair too. So you can't trust him. <laughs> he played that very well. Another dislike I had was, uh, like I said, a couple of them and a little nitpicks, but I love that the cops at the end think they'll stop them by blocking off the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd they go? I can't <laughs> see them. Yeah. They can um, grab onto things yeah. and go over I the mean, top Immediately of they're climbing up the side and underneath it. You're like, shit, didn't see that coming. <laughs> Apes climbing. Like, fuck. Um, yeah, you didn't have to be a super intelligent ape to work work out getting around yeah. <laughs> in that one. Over or under. Thank um, you, pig. The love story. I think it was good that they didn't really give any attention to it. But why did you need to have it? Why couldn't it just be Franco working with a colleague? Because he's a man and she's a woman, Jared. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I, he's I, I moderately did. okay looking and she's moderately attractive. Yeah, I yeah. think, you know, they, they got a it bit kind of... kind of, that's probably the only bit that felt a little bit shoehorned. They got a bit of comedy out of Caesar saying, you know, you two should go on a date or whatever. But I think they probably should have left it at that. You didn't need to see them, you know, five years later. Oh, look, we're picnicking in the yeah. park. Like, it could have just been both of them... Caring for the animal, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, again, minor because they, I think they obviously felt the same way because there was no there's no, no time dedicated to it. There was no chemistry between them two either. No. Caesar could have been their bond, though. Like, she's a vet. He's yeah, the guy yeah. that's raised him. But they didn't, they, bother, they didn't bother to push it too far, which is one good thing. Like, yeah. they sort of let it sort of fizzle out a yeah. little bit by the end. Which I think was a good move. Um, and the last one, which it's not really a dislike because... At the time, I sort of I, I thought it was worth mentioning, but at the time, I felt like Cobra was underdeveloped a little bit, and that was watching it in isolation. But then, obviously, that pays off big time yeah. down the track. The one, yeah. So I hesitate one, yeah. to call it a dislike. But if you were watching this one in isolation, you might kind of sit there thinking, "I want a bit more from." I wanted a bit yeah. more from that. It was leading somewhere that didn't really pay off. But then, yeah, that kind of pays off big time in the second oh, one. Huge, so. yeah, huge. Uh, any others dislikes? Uh, I only had one, but it's sort of it's similar to what Jared was saying. Well, 
actually not at all, but in regards to, <laughs> regards to both movies, the naming of these movies so far just bugs me because the first, wrong, one, wrong the, the first one should be Dawn. Exactly. Yeah. The second one should be Rise. Yeah, exactly. They've possibly got that wrong. And when I was putting my notes together, I kept writing Dawn to start with. It just doesn't like it. Yeah. So yeah. It's obviously, right. again, a nitpick, but that just bugs me for no reason. Well, actually, when I, when I went to watch them, I went to, I did exactly what you Go said. Dawn I'd seen them and I was aware of it. But I just automatically went dawn first, and I'm like, hang on a minute, this that's isn't not the right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Good work, you got it. <laughs> we'll take a break, uh, and here's the trailer for the sequel, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Critics are hailing Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's truly extraordinary, powerful. The true cinematic masterpiece and the best of this summer's blockbusters. An awe-inspiring achievement. You will be blown away. Caesar! War has begun. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, directed by Matt Reeves, who did Cloverfield. Once again, produced by Rick Jaffa, Amanda Silver, Peter Chernin and Dylan Clark. Again, written by Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver, but also script by Mark Bombach, who did Live Free or Die Hard, and I can't remember what the other one was mm. he did just recently, but uh, he's known for these you know, blockbuster sort of pl- fl- flicks. It stars Jason Clark as Malcolm, Kerry Russell as Ellie, Andy Serkis as Caesar, and Gary Oldman as Dreyfus. The budget... Exploded to $170 million. Well, they knew it was coming back. But the worldwide box office was $710 million. Yikes. Uh, and just a bit of trivia the photographs of Gary Oldman's, that Gary Oldman's character's children are actually his children in real life. The ones on the iPad when it charges? Yes. 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 Right, right, right. All right. Jared, general thoughts, mate? Yeah, I think this is the rare case of the sequel outdoing the, um, the original. I think this one's outstanding. It's it's just a really great movie to watch. Um, again, the depth is there. I reckon a four and a half out of five for this one, and it's probably got more of the action stuff. But again, it's it's probably at heart more drama, more a dramatic film. Gives the actors a lot to work with, and yeah, I, I bloody loved it. So four and a half out of five for more. Yeah, bye. Uh, I'll warm up to. What I believe Adam's going to throw at us. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I'm with Coxie. I, I was tossing up between a four and a half or a five. Five's a fucking tough sell. Um, I only give it to really shit movies that I love from my childhood. So, um, Yeah, <laughs> 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 you know, things of that ill. Uh, no, this one, it, it gives it a fair shake, though. It's it's really, really well done. The the way they make the movie, it's it's almost like a foreign film where you're watching not a documentary, but just like a, you know, like you guys said, it's like a real deep drama where there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of you know social unrest, and um, it touches on a lot of really full-on themes. We sort of mentioned with the last one about the the racism and and you know that sort of stuff. This one goes even deeper into that mm. and the effects that that has on social structure and you know different. Uh, environments that people find themselves in. I feel like the character development in this one is like there's so many more ape characters, uh, and they're all of them are really clearly defined, and they're all deep and interesting, and the, like the whole thing is really good. I think the the human side maybe holds it down a little bit, similar to the first one, but 
other than that, it's fucking top shelf stuff. So I'll, I'll stick with the four and a four and a half just to leave myself room for the con airs of the world. Totally agree, but I think it's five out of five. He's all in, everybody. I, 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 I reckon this takes what was great about the first movie and then builds on it yeah, again. 100%. Great storytelling. Performances are fantastic. That's because partially because majority of the performances are ape performances and they're just phenomenal. Special effects are better. Direction's great. In my mind, having sat through so much blockbuster shit over the last ten years... Transformers, anyway. This is the <laughs> the best blockbuster movie I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Probably since Dark Knight yeah. um, or something like that. But, you know, this would just buy and sell a Batman Superman or a Transformers. It just, just kicks their ass, you know. And it's a really, really great film. You obviously didn't see the new Independence Day movie, then. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's the next five out of five. Is that your next selection? I haven't seen it. I'm staying well away from it. I've, I've just heard too much too much negative press. Let's yeah. put that way. Yeah, put it... <laughs> the likes are long and, and Lengthy, distinguished here. Voluminous. I just, I, again, I love the opening. Short yeah. and sharp and explains to us that it's, the virus has spread. And it picks up immediately. Yeah. It's almost a continuation of that, that credit sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great. And I it just, just it just tells us in. that the world's gone to shit. Yep. And this is where we are. But it it then swings into the apes world. Yeah. Like it doesn't go to Jason Clark and those guys immediately. It goes to the apes. And that sequence where they're chasing the deer and the yeah. elk. Awesome. Just incredibly Incredible, shot. Yeah. Brilliant special effects. Everything about it's just beautiful to look at. Mm. And then the performance work um, by the apes actors is just great. Well, the combination of that and the effects are even better. Yeah, We've yeah. stepped up the effects as well. Yeah, it's seamless compared to the first one. Yeah, and it looks incredible. And, you know, the other thing too is they, uh, with that ape stuff, they got away... They did it so well that they didn't. They avoided these exposition dumps about what had previously happened. Mm. They focused on the characters, and I, I remember sort of just seeing one line where he sort of says, oh, 10 years, ten years we've been here," and I was like, "That's the only kind of exposition dump you got." You just yeah. snuck a line in to tell us instead of a ten years later, someone, uh, one of the apes mentions it. Yeah. But aside from that, you just immediately roped in by, as you said, the apes and their performances and. But also that sequence where they're chasing the deer or the elk or whatever, and that actually throws the bear into the mix, and that scene, that little sequence there, shows the gulf between Caesar and his son. Mm, yeah. He's a bit headstrong, yep. and he wants to get involved, but Caesar's protective of him. Yeah. But also saying, you know, there's a, there's a hierarchy here, mate. You know, I'm, I'm the man. Yeah. But he's an angsty teenager. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. Gonna, I'm, blue eyes. I'm not going to lie. Call me a fucking idiot if you will, but... It's almost Shakespearean. The the Caesar, oh yeah, Caesar, um, Coba and his son. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like a Shakespearean it's, plot. It's yeah. it's brilliantly handled, like across the board. That that they spend some time in the apes' camp mm. too. Mm. We don't just cut to humans. Like we don't see humans for twenty minutes. There's no talking think. at all for the first fifteen to twenty. And yeah. they just give you a sense of how they've survived yeah. and how they've thrived, mm. basically, in that environment. And how they're living in harmony, you know. And there's there's said, hierarchy. Get, there's a structure. As Gibbo said, you get the structure. They they lay out exactly, you know, their their social sort of hierarchy and yeah. It it and it's all done in that twenty minutes. We get that sense of where they are, and then we introduce the humans. Yeah. And Jason Clark. 
I love the bloke. Hometown boy. Hometown well, boy. Love hometown, him. Home country boy. <laughs> but he's, 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 he's a really solid, underrated character guy. Look, I was prepared to drop him like he's hot after Terminator um, Genesis. Not his fault. But not his fault. <laughs> not his fault. <laughs> Not Jai Courtney's fault. No, 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 not Jai Courtney's fault. He was really good in Zero Dark Thirty too. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah um, I've, I've he's good, really good in Everest as well. Yeah, with, you know, uh, I've developed I quite the appreciation. Hit or miss, but he's good in it. Yes, yes. They assemble another solid cast. Mm. Like Jason Clarke's a good actor. Look, Kerry Russell can do a job. She's barely in it though. I was um, surprised. She's barely in it. I was like, oh man, you know, Kerry Russell, and then yeah, she passable job. She does what she has to do, and but she's barely in it. Um, um, even even the other guys around them, like um, the one of the guys, uh, the the one that's a real a hole in the humans, the one that shoots uh, oh, yes, the ape at first. Yes. He was from uh, Oz. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Oz. He he was on Oz for a few seasons, and I mean, if you've ever watched that show, you know that just about everybody that was on there can act. Yeah, yeah act yeah. really well. Like he plays scared violent really well. Like, yeah, that's tough to mix, and he does it like it, perfectly. And this is the thing about it. There's no mass names here. No. Like, um, Gary Oldman's probably the biggest name in the cast. But he's always been and he's background own, character. Yeah, he's guy. only in it for probably half an hour, not, maybe 40 minutes. Not opposed to a Mel Gibson-style rant himself. No, 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 I agree. <laughs> so but he's, not, he's not, putting, uh, not putting all demographics and bums <laughs> on scenes. So. <laughs> but the, the thing about him is you hire him for certain sequences, mm. essentially, in this movie. Yeah. And there's one in particular that I'll get to later. Where he just nails it. Yeah. It's only about two minutes long, but you just get why why you hire guys like this. Yeah, um, he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, he's better off in stuff like this than in movies playing midgets and things like that. <laughs> 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 but the but it's got really the human performances are secondary because yeah. the ape performances are they spend probably more than fifty percent of the screen time yeah. is apes. And they all deliver, not just Andy Serkis. Once again, he's fantastic. And again, I say, why not? Why isn't he his name in contention at Oscar yeah, time? This one definitely. He really delivers here, but everyone else steps up to the plate. And the the guy who plays Cobra is just as good. Yeah, in my yeah. mind, he's really, really good. Yeah, I completely agree. I love that the apes were the connective tissue between between the movies. Like yeah. I said, they almost they almost split the pr- protagonists. Really, it's Caesar, but. They, they kind of split some of the duties to the humans to advance the story. But yeah. from the last movie to this movie, the, the overarching story is the apes and the humans are kind of peripheral. And I loved, I think they made a, a very, very wise choice by making it a completely unrelated group of people to the first ones. Yes, yes. There's no connection to the first set of humans. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, no, there's one little throwback. Very briefly, when they go back to the house where Caesar was brought up, yeah, and you see the picture and the, <clears throat> and the film, that's it. Yeah. And I really like that. Again, you know, you get away from where we were. That the, the world's gone to shit. You know, you're not going to suddenly find characters that were available. Mm. So once again, trying to give it some some reality, like that's what I loved about both of these films, but more so this one. They gr- ground this incredibly ridiculous premise in reality. Mm. Which and is very, puts, very hard to do. It also puts Caesar in a similar situation where he's lost people as well. Yeah. Like, it's not just all the humans. Like, he lost his best friend, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, they weren't together together, but he, like, that was still the only family he had up until that point. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, it all, all of them have depth. I mean, I love that it's not just clear-cut man versus apes. It's, it's 
It's goody versus some of the, baddie. Yeah, just, it's you some, don't know who's who. Exactly. They're, both camps have got their, their good guys and their bad guys. And really, everybody's got a motivation. Yeah. I mean, even Koba is so well-developed for a character that you can't you can use a lot of dialogue with. You can understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the only one that's a little bit underdeveloped is is the that a-hole human. Yeah. But he gets enough. He gets that little speech in there talking about, we've all lost people. You know, how can you not blame the apes? You know, he's got... A motivation for just rampantly hating these these animals, you know. Yeah, and he's flat out wrong though. He's flat out wrong, <laughs> you know, but humans made the virus, mate. Yeah, I know he's, he's totally wrong, but you can still see that there's why he's, he in he's fear got or why he'd be too. afraid yeah, of it. He's lost people. He's just a, and like you said, he's kind of and again, it's bringing it back to real sort of social commentary. But he's just an ill-informed fucking loudmouth acting. Who cares what he doesn't understand? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, they talk about how it was a simian virus or whatever it was called, and yeah. you know, like they 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 tie it to the apes because they don't understand what actually happened. Mm. And that's the great thing about watching the first film. You get that. You know what happened, yeah. and then you're coming in. You kind of again, you're on the ape side a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But because the Jason Clark character is more the good guy, and he's willing to work with them. You're sort of on his side as well. It's a real interesting balance. Yeah, yeah. And this is the thing, you know, getting back to what I was saying about trying to ground this in reality, it's not that far off reality, though, in no, some it's cases. it's plausible. Because yeah. you think about that. Remember, do you, do you guys remember the story about Christian the lion? Yeah, Where yeah, those yeah. guys bought a lion cub, um, a couple of English guys bought a lion cub at Harrods mm. in a department store in the 70s. They raised it at home until it got too big. And then they released it to a, um, a wildlife sanctuary. Then years later, they went to the wildlife sanctuary and saw Christian, and they got out of the car and stood there like that, and it ran up to them, mm. and instead of attacking them, gave it, a hug. it jumped up and gave them a hug, and they walked around the the actual, because he was the, the king mm. of his pride, he walked with them for... 25 minutes within the sanctuary with other lions and mm-hmm. nothing happened. Well, yep. shit, mate. There's there's um, there's legitimately packs of um, apes in... I can't even remember where it was. It's like South Africa or something that have adjusted to the environment so much that they fucking steal from cars. Hmm. They're, like a, they're like an organised little pack that understand that these cars come through their, their, um, their space now to... And they essentially... I can't remember whether it was that they actually sort of carjacked a couple of people <laughs> or that they – I can't remember whether it was that or that they um, they would flog the stuff from the cars. They knew where the cars would stop and they'd just go and flog everything from the cars, all the food. Yeah. Well, I know but, the monkeys in India, like there's ones that have the same sort of thing, like they're really acclimatised to the city. Yeah. And they'll like go down, they'll distract people so that and other monkeys can yep. steal their cameras and like – Yeah, yeah, shit, exactly. Like. So we're talking about even – in reality, this stuff, you know, mm. these animals can get to a higher place um, mentally. Yeah. And uh, this I, just takes it just that little bit further, yeah. but it's not too far from reality. If I mean, I, Christ, we're running a podcast. Oh, fuck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Apes can use technology. Um, well, all but honestly, still. There's, scenes, there's scenes of this movie, and I'm, I'll indulge my, my own little story here just for a second, but I was in a – like, there's scenes in this movie where I was having flashbacks almost because I, I went to a monkey forest in Bali, right? And it was the, – the monkeys weren't um, hurting people, but I know they have done in, in places like that. But I was there with a little uh, – a family friend, a little kid, really really good bloke. He's uh, he's uh, an adult male now, but back then he was a cheeky little kid and he had a, had a banana. And this monkey came up to him, right, 
And um, they said if you're going to give the monkeys food, just give them the food. Give them the food. Yeah, don't tease them. And he's the, the, this kid has held out the banana, and the monkey's sort of you know done the give it to me. Sort of like playing it up, just holding his hand out. And um, <laughs> he's pulled it back in and gone, <laughs> like pulled it away. The monkey's fucking grabbed him by the collar and just gone whack, snatched it out of his hand, let him go, and then pissed off up a tree. <laughs> and for the rest of the time, I was walking through that, and it was like parts. Of, it was like the lobby in the first movie. Mm. I'm walking through and I'm looking up at trees and these evil little bastards just <laughs> looking at it, and I'm like, "What have you got that I want?" Fuck me! So I was watching this movie, going, "Holy shit! I'm back in that fucking monkey forest." <laughs> <laughs> But um, like it's it's what you're saying. It's not actually that far from reality. Yeah. That it's just taking something that actually exists and taking it to like the next level. Yeah, you know? and and throwing in that scientific element with the 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 actual gas or whatever the the injections that make them smarter. It's basically just deep blue sea, but for monkeys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and five Minus times as good. Old and five times as good. <laughs> <laughs> I really really love the scene where. Caesar and Cobra are talking, and after they've you know come to an agreement with Jason Clark and his crew that they'll let them use the the dam yeah. and and fire up the electricity again, and he says Caesar says let them let them do their human work, yeah. And yeah. Cobra starts going human, human work. work, and you know the, scars. scars on him. Yeah. That was great. I thought that was gold. Like yeah. that, yeah. Again, you're coming back to the idea of animal cruelty and things like that and testing, mm. but but done in such a again. Just a nice way of adding it, rather than again the, the forcibly shoving it in. Mm. Yeah, Cobra had some great moments. Yeah. I loved. I loved when he was down in the in the weapons, um, the, the, the sort of weapons area that the humans had there, and um, you think he's going to get because you you sort of conditioned that Cobra's like this loose cannon already, even though he's kind of kept under wraps a little bit when Caesar's around. You see that he's a bit of a loose cannon. He's ready to explode, and you think he's going to do it in that weapons thing, and he plays up the dumb ape business yeah. and starts doing the tricks. The raspberries and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm shit. like, okay, well, that's it's so good because it shows by playing dumb that, hey, even Cobra's pretty fucking smart. It's mm. not just this, he's not just this loose cannon character that's, I mean, it, it plays up all the motivations and it kind of brought out what he hated in the humans too. Like mm. that little moment showed him kind of outsmarting him in a way, but then showed those those people treated him like he'd kind of been treated in the first movie. He yeah, yeah. he'd been sort of treated in the first movie. And again, it's kind of scary when he finally takes the gun off him and then just goes, shoots him. Like, no, 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 doesn't listen to reason, you know, because there is no reasoning with him. He's, mm. he's, you know, he's already got that loose cannon element, but once he finally gets the gun, he yeah. just shoots him without batting an eyelid. You but know? once you know, like, because if you know, you know what he, where he came from, you, you actually even still sympathise with him. Yeah. You can see yeah, where he's totally. from. His motivation is sound. It's just, he's not it's seeing things clearly. It's misguided. slightly yeah. not yeah. Off the well, track. All those, all those things just show, as you said, it doesn't just paint him as evil. It paints him as damaged, yes. basically. Yeah. And, um, to, uh, yeah, it's a human's fault. It's really, really great storytelling again, yeah. you know. And, you know, I'm, I agree. It's, it's got that Shakespearean element, especially that stuff where he gets the gun, shoots Caesar, and then blames it on the humans. Yeah. yeah. Said the human, human did it, human did it, and gets all the apes on side. Especially Cobra, when he gets yeah, his son on his side. son on side. Yeah. And, and again, it's just, it, it kind of should be, you'd think it could be laughable. Yeah. 
But it's not. No. It's just something about it, the performances, the the effort, the writing. It's just, it works in so many levels. And I think that that's what's so great about this film. Mm. Yeah. It, it, it digs deep. And another thing I really liked was the juxtaposition between Caesar and Malcolm being very similar about protecting their families. Yeah. They're all about protecting their families, you know. Like Malcolm says on many occasions, you know, I'm going up there, you stay here, mm. basically looking after them. And Caesar does the same, the same thing with his his family. Yep. And so it's a really good juxtaposition with between the two good elements from both parties. The power struggle, classic Shakespearean element and, and works perfectly, you know, between Cobra and, and, and Caesar. I also like the idea that it, it's usually the humans that's, that kick this shit off. Mm. Like, they're the ones who... Some loose cannon fucks something up and shoots somebody. Shoots well, he an kind ape. of did when he shoots that. He ass. kind of did. Yeah. But then they 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 throw a sneaky in because then they they sort of rewrite the ship a bit and then yeah. Cobra's the one who does the damage. Yeah, Cobra goes rogue. Yeah, when things have been sort of smoothed over. And um, and I love that because it just kind of plays with those classic elements just enough. Yeah. To throw you off. Mm. Uh, and I really thought that that was well well handled. Yep. It sort of showed that. Um, they were all following Caesar, and you kind of there were parts where you're thinking, "Oh, it's just basically Caesar's making all the calls." But like you said, Coba actually advances the story along there and shows a bit of kind of agency. He's got like he's got brains. He he actually does some smart things during that. But as we mentioned before, it's just misguided. So you get it. It, it just works so well between him and Caesar. Oh yeah. Getting back to what I was saying about Gary Oldman, just that scene where he reboots his his iPad, mm. and he looks at the pictures of his kids, and, you know, he he, he gets emotional there. Yeah. And you kind of get emotional smiling, with him, crying. you know? Yeah. And that's, what, two minutes worth? Not even. And that's basically why you hire a bloke like that. Yeah. You, you hire him. I mean, he's only in it very briefly, and a lot of what he does is chew a bit of scenery and yeah. do a bit of yelling and yeah. shoot a few guns. Speeches. Yeah, yeah. But that... That's that's you know Oscar nominated actors at work. Yeah. You know? That's what yeah. you get them for. It was very Commissioner Gordon in some parts. Yeah, it was. The, it, the, it was almost the, the same character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that's also. But the, I loved Commissioner Gordon as well. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> More than life itself. Um, <laughs> I, I also think it's a, it's a it's a mark of a good director that lets lets a guy like that. Okay, yeah, it would have just been. Action. Yeah. You just do what you do. Yeah, this is Gary it's hard to yeah, you won't get it wrong. Yeah, you won't get it wrong for there's, it. There's there's not a great deal of people in the Hollywood that you could just say, here's an iPad when the picture shows up and it's your kids, um, just cry a little bit. Yeah. And you actually get that scene to really hit home. But he doesn't yeah. just cry though. He sees them first up and he, he smiles, starts doing a little yeah, smile. He smiles. He's like so happy to see him, and then he realizes again that they're gone and he's yeah. fucking. And while he does crying. it, he does this kind of gasp for breath. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really, it's really top shelf expert. stuff. Expert. Expert. The other good bit that I liked of him though is is right at the end. And so spoiler alert, right at the end when he's got the bomb underneath the tower. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm saving the human race." That sort of stuff. Like he, you can see where the moment where he commits. Yeah. Like yeah. Where he, you can see where he's going to do it and. Yeah, the other bloke knows that it's happening as well. He's like, oh, fuck, and he starts running. Yeah. yeah. Um, That that stuff's not easy to convey either. No, and you can see in other movies, you could see Jason Clarke rolling in there and then saying, no, you can't do this. I've smoothed everything over (laughs) the age. And then there's this big power struggle. But the way that it plays out, that Clarke is smart enough to go... This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna go well. And just how he sort of casually strolls over and picks up the gun, yeah, and kind of illustrates that I don't want to be doing this, but 
this, I've will, got something yeah, up the I sleeve. Yeah. You've got to give him time. Mm. And then Oldman's like, no, fuck you. You know, I'm, I'm taking charge. Like, the way they did that whole scene was really It's a great. power struggle, but it's an yeah. understated power yeah, struggle. Yeah, it's not just like... And I it's could... kind of also... It plays off what's going on above. Yeah. Between the apes and the humans, the, the blue that's going on upstairs. Yeah, yeah. And I, I like that. They kind of cut back and forth between what's happening upstairs mm. on, on, the, on the ground and what's happening... Under the tower, that fight in the tower was pure gold. Yeah, Cobra and Caesar like swinging from the chains and all that sort of stuff. It was just awesome. Yeah, and I like the way that that, that gash on the side of Cobra did like just it just yeah, took him yeah. down a notch enough where, it, yeah. where Caesar was already weakened from the bullet. Yeah, yeah, and it sort of evened him up a bit. It the- reminded me of in um, in uh, Rocky Balboa. When, yeah, uh, where once he hits he him and breaks then he breaks his hand, That's yeah. Right. And it's just so you're like, oh, okay, now this is actually I mean, look, look, be a fair look, fight. Uh, yeah. look, I wasn't punching near Rocky Balboa style. <laughs> no, me neither. I wasn't I mean, throwing I, I, I didn't give Rocky five out of five, but I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what I love too, just that shot of the apes on horseback, mm. guns blazing, and one of them leaps through the fire, you know, and it's all in slow-mo. Yeah. Just gold, like really great shot, and really, it's it's almost somewhat iconic, you know. Yeah. Like you could put it on the poster, and it'd be, you'd you'd be just going, like, you know. Backtracking a little bit, I loved the shot of the tank where um, Cobra Cobra sort of realizes the tank is doing the damage, and then they go to the shot of the like. Sort of half oh, of the it's barrel. On the, the, yeah, it's on the barrel. Yeah, yeah. it's on the barrel, and it, while the barrel's moving, and you just kind of see Cobra coming from the distance, and then he's on top of it, and then you don't even see full Cobra. You just yeah. kind of see his hands, and he's bashing the bloke, and then takes over it like that. That little sort of twenty seconds of camera work where they just stayed in the one place was yeah. fucking. The whole battle scene was good too, because there's another bit where the the apes are sort of getting done over. They're getting shot, and all the horses are going down, and then they go, "Hang on." We're apes, and they start climbing up, and they go up the wires, and that's yeah. how they breach the wall. Yeah, that was really cool too. I also, once again, coming back to those little moments of of sort of depth, is when they finally seize control, the apes of the humans, and mm. they bring them all together. And Cobra's got the bullhorn, and he says, "Now you'll know life in a cage." Yeah, and it's again coming back to where he had come from. Yeah, and and again, just it's just a, a one line, but it it just sums it up the. Some of the little sub. Yeah, he's clearly just carrying all that baggage. Yeah, yeah, and then again, coming back to the fact that he's damaged. Yeah, you know? and that's was, why he's gone loose. He's, yeah, he's gone and he was sort of rogue. he was indulging this this personal vendetta that mm. Caesar was always trying to steal sort of away put from. a fl- yeah put a just put the flame out like yeah, Caesar was yeah. always trying to sort of smooth everything over. Yeah, the greater good, you know. You're yeah. saying you know they'll do. They, we leave get them alone. They'll leave us alone. alone. Yeah. 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 So, I think Caesar already always knew that Cobra had that in him too because he sort of alludes it to it right at the end when he says, you know, I made the mistake, I trusted him, thought that apes were better than humans. And that yeah, sort of yeah. We talked about the final showdown between the two of them, Caesar and Cobra, just really well shot and ramps the action elements up again. My last like is Caesar almost showing a little bit of that dark side at the end mm. by having Cobra and then saying, you are, you know, you are not an ape. And letting him yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When early on you would have expected he wouldn't have let him go. Mm. But he does. And so you're just seeing that he's that continuation also of the lost. Yeah, yeah, he's developed the understanding that this guy's bad too. Like, And yeah. coming back to what he says at the end, 
You yeah, know, like, I thought yeah. apes were, were better than humans and I was wrong. Yeah. And then um, even his speech to just Jason Clark at the end when he's like, you know, the war's already happened, the apes did it, there's yeah. nothing you can do, they won't forgive. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just resigned to the fact that it's, it's all happening now. Well, that yeah, that was the best. I thought that was the best thing about the ending is that, again, like um, they had to go their separate ways and we're going to get a new crop of humans in the next one. Um, but the fact that he basically just said, yeah, it's too late. You yeah, know, we can't smooth this over. Can't. It's it's done. It's War's done. already here, yeah. and p- picked his side. You know, he basically had to pick that I'm going to be in it. So the ending was just yeah, it was just awesome. Like you don't get you get a little bit of the happy happy ending. Mm. That, but even know, if we didn't, even if there wasn't it. another sequel, it just it ends right. Yeah, like it ends yeah. right. Yeah. It ends how it should have ended. Yeah, yeah. there always was going to be. They were the seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be a sequel, and and I'm glad that there will be a sequel. Who's directing the new one? Um, Matt, Matt Reeves. Reeves. Oh, yeah. good. Correct. And then yeah. the Batman. And Get the excited Batman. People. Yeah. Yes. Um, he might, might be playing Batman too. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck's currently <laughs> doing the moonwalk and getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> He's currently backing away from his own script. Can we get George Clooney back? Uh, <laughs> or Kilmer. <laughs> Kilmer wouldn't uh, squeeze himself into the bat suit anymore. <laughs> no, no, Batman. No, Any other likes? We sort of we touched on it, but the whole sort of gamut of the ape characters. In the first one was pretty good. In this one, it just gets a lot deeper. You've got, you know, Maurice as his main, like, confidant and, you know, he's yeah. trustworthy, he's sort of, you know, he's rock to sort of lean on. His son with the angsty teenager shit, you know, not knowing mm. which way he should be going and obviously Cobra stuff's huge. But then you've even got, like, little little tiny ones like uh, Rocket yeah. and Ash and all those guys. Like, there's just... Every single one of them is immediately distinguishable from the other and they, they're all completely different characters and it, it's fucking amazing because they're all apes. Mm. Like it's a, it should be a lot harder for us to, to sort yeah. of discern that, but totally. Yeah, I think all of them are written really well. They're acted amazingly well, and the CGI, obviously, in this one, and the mocap is fucking. This is right up there with yeah. the Jungle Book stuff. Top, so. of, top of the top of the trail, hundred percent. Yeah, and and it'll be it really sets a tone for the third one. Yeah, because we're two two to three years past this, and God knows where we'll be at, you know, effects wise. Like, and then you've also got all these actors who have had the chance to hone this stuff mm. to go even further. So, I mean, mm. I'm really looking As long as the story forward. doesn't let us down, yeah. it should be amazing. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm hoping for is they still nurture the story because that's why yeah. this is such and a great movie. Yeah. So no need to do an up or down on the third one. It's just three No, up. it's definitely, <laughs> definitely up. Yeah, definitely looking forward to yeah. it. Uh, dislikes. Look, I've actually got none. I no. gave it five out of five. The little things that I had, I let them slide. Yeah, because I didn't feel there was anything that upset my enjoyment of what no. I was seeing. I got again. I've only got really, really minor stuff. Like one of them, the only one that occasionally, because there were so many more ape characters, and they had to be some of them had to be distinguished with like scarring and things like that. Um, occasionally, I found it a little bit difficult. I was like, I thought he was talking to Ash, but he was talking to um. Blue eyes, um, blue eyes. Yeah, those two. <laughs> I kept getting those two mixed up. Yeah, well, blue um, eyes, one with a huge bear gash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, that I'd be watching it, and when they went to their faces, I'd, I'd be like, "Which one am I talking to?" Oh, yeah, mm. that's right. You know. So there was a couple of bits where I was, I got a little bit confused about who, who was, was talking who? to who, but I, I just don't know how you get around that any better than they did, really, because that massive gash was really, you know, really noticeable. It was only little minor bits where I sort of, I got. Mixed up. Yeah. The other, the only other thing was in the battle. Um, how come Cobra's gun never runs out of bullets? 
Hey, he's reloading, he mate. Fired. The only thing I can come up with is that he was grabbing different guns at different times yeah, and yeah. just sort of picking up bits yeah. and pieces. Because he does was, do that a couple of times. There was, parts, um, yeah. there was parts where he's running around with the same gun for a good 60 seconds. And just yeah. 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 You never yeah. held that against Arnie. No, I didn't. I didn't. Kobe's well, that, that, that was one of the great things about John Wick. He reloads every single time. Yeah. Like, he actually reloads after a full clip. Like, you could count him up, probably. And half the people were dead before he decided yeah. to shoot him. Anyway. Or he'd, like, shoot him in the knee, and then he'd reload and then shoot him in the face. <laughs> well, there's yeah. one in particular yeah. where he's in the nightclub, and he's on his back, and he's about to shoot that bloke, and he realises he's out of bullets, and he's like, ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> reloads, and then just guns him down. Yeah. I, Any dislikes from you, Cuba? Uh, I, the only one I had, the, the timeline... They, like you got, you said they they mentioned the ten year thing. They said there's been ten winters, two of them we haven't seen the humans. Yep. Is everything really going to be this overgrown? Like that fucking service station has fucking <laughs> seventy foot redwoods in it. Like that hey, shit mate, doesn't grow that far. Have you seen the Rio Olympic Stadium? It looks like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's six months. <laughs> it, just, it just seemed to be a tough sell to me that stuff would be that far gone and that overgrown in yeah. that short amount of time. Like I understand it'd be dirty and. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing, and there'd be some, you know, re- reclamation of the forest, but yep. not a fucking, you know, they were thick as me, these redwoods, and they're fucking, <laughs> like, I just don't see how that's fucking possible. It just seemed like the timeline was a bit skewed there. Yeah, I only Maybe. had, um, again, a minor one. Um, how was the camera charged? What camera? When, he, when um, Caesar gets to the house and, and oh, watches yeah. the camera? Yeah, well, that no, was only like a tiny little latent bit. He watches like a 10-second clip and then it dies again. It's been 10 years. That thing's fucked. No, nah, man, charged. batteries. No, nah, it's gone. It's lithium, man. It's cactus. Mind, it's cactus, I'm telling you. No. But you can um, get enough of them and you can probably go to space. <laughs> but if you're going to go with that, then there's no way all my fucking iPad charger even works anymore because those things last about a week each. That's nah, charging. Nah, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. What, 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 he's, what he's worked out is he's trying to recharge his thing, but he's uh, he hasn't got a lightning cable. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's got he the does. old one. Yeah, they, they, just, they, they fucking perish. They forgot to. They'd only shot him from the from the chest up. So um, down he, he'd rigged up some contraption with a friggin' bike pedal or something <laughs> <laughs> while, he's, while he's looking at the generator. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the only reason why he was sort of taking his breath away because he was absolutely yeah. ratchet going. <laughs> that's why, yeah, he's gasping, he's crying, and gasping for breath. Fuck, I haven't exercised. I skipped leg day. <laughs> it's it's um, yeah, that was the minor quibble. When they're talking about ten years, I'm like, those electronics are they're cactus. We, we're not getting. It, it would have been. I thought it would have probably been um. Better served as just photos in the house. But to me, uh, so minor. Minor, so minor. I can't yeah, take. The, I didn't take points off for if that. If I stuff. have to suspend disbelief for that, mm. then I'm pretty happy. I don't yeah, actually I know what. I, I don't actually know what I took points off for. I don't know what my half point was for, really. Jesus, get on board the five out of five train, <laughs> both of you. We both talked ourselves up. It was the redwoods. It was the redwoods. Nah, this is an absolute winner. Redwoods are far too big. That's half a point. And the great thing about yeah, you got the war one coming, and Woody Harrelson. Oh. Woody Harrelson's in the cast. Oh, yes. Oh, we are down. Is he a human character? Yeah, yeah. And he's oh. a loose cannon. Have, have you seen the trailer? No. They've got like an army unit and the trailer is him voiceover and he comes walking out shaving his head. He's got the razor on the head. Oh, like Matthew McConaughey yeah, in Rain of Fire. Yeah. Like yes, what a reference. And he's oh, giving him a big rundown about, you know, we've been leading up to this and all this sort of stuff. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's looking pretty good. Now yeah. I'm super And Matt excited. Reeves has directed this one too. So. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Woody super Harrelson's pumped. never done anything wrong in my life. Super pumped for this one. Money train was quality. <laughs> 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 that was Wesley Snipes' fault. Is yeah, that what you're sure, saying? Sure, sure. <laughs> um, Billy Hoyle. Is that, is that everything? 
that's pretty much everything, I think. Sure, why not? Yeah, I reckon, yeah, best best blockbuster film I've seen in a while. Best film I've seen in a while, I reckon. Yeah, I'd say on par with something like Dark Knight. Like, really got me, mm. got me in. Um, and, and kept Funny, me... Funny, because you were late to the party on these ones too, weren't you? Very you late. I hadn't seen these. Yeah. Prior to this, I had not seen these. Not because I didn't think they were going to be any good. And personally, I was slightly scarred by Tim Burton's <laughs> shit fest. Absolute abortion. Try and look, you know, I understand that the recommendations from myself just get the, oh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, yeah, that's a template. That's a template. Um, <laughs> you have re- you've recommended some poo, Jared, will be honest. Yeah, I'll just get the thumbs up back. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's fucking... Yeah, he hasn't, read yeah. <laughs> hasn't read the message. <laughs> Um, I did enjoy... The Tim uh, Burton one was feces. I did enjoy X-Men First Class now that I think about other blockbusters. That was pretty good. Not on this yeah. level, but that was the last good sort of superhero I mean, look, movie that I liked. The, the Tim Burton version was basically a, a bunch of apes throwing shit around. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> the sad thing about that one too was that it had some really great actors. It yeah. had some bad ones. But oh, yeah. I mean, his, the supporting his cast female is so oh, bad. Stella Warren. Stella Warren. What yeah. happened to her? Oh. Well, she's a, she was a makeup People model. People watched that movie. realised she was shit at What's that? Then they watched Driven? Was it yeah, driven? Oh, driven. Um, but yeah, I mean, Paul Giamatti was Paul Giamatti, yeah, Paul Giamatti um, Tim, Roth, um, Tim Roth, Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, it had like, some really good actors that just didn't had some terrible makeup effects. I know that. I think you know that the watching this one, it just reinforced to me um, now that the technology is available, it was much much smarter to um to go to digging into basically prequel sort of material. Yes, yes. About how we got there because mm. the, the lifelike apes. I mean. They're, they're computerized, lifelike apes, and they got so much more fucking emotion and and drama out of that story than they did with those. I mean, even the the Burton one, the effects looked pretty cool at parts, but then other times they they were trying to talk and the faces barely moved. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, I was desperate for Roddy McDowell with a bloody <laughs> silly looking mask on. <laughs> yeah, like I was look. Don't say like it's like the Candyman that movie. If you say its name five times, they fucking re-release it. <laughs> yeah, like, let's not talk too much about that one. Let's get pumped for the the war. I mean, um, I'm and, and I, I think I'm, sadly, I, I think I might be too keen because these two movies have been so good. Yeah. It's going to be really hard to knock the next one I, out of I, the park. I'm concerned. Fuck, that, I hope you know, they do they, it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they 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 once again keep story over. There's a lot of the same effects. people involved. So, that's so I'm happens. hoping that that's yeah. where we go. And I think the good thing seems to be that it looks like from the get-go there was planning put into where For it was three, going to go. Yeah. Rather than just cook it up because it's worth, it made money. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit, Andy Circus is talking about another... Three or something. He's talking about. He said, he basically said he's in for as long as they want to do it, and he reckons that the story could go for another two or three movies. Oh, I wonder why, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah keep, well, keep cashing them checks. Cashing them checks. checks uh, quick, quick question. Yeah. Just thought of something from the ringer I read today. In terms of just pumping out movies for the sake of it, you guys heard anything about about eleven uh, Robin Hood movies we've got coming up in the near 11? future? Eleven, eleven, not eleven. That was an exaggeration. But, but there's a yeah. bunch of well, know, different Robin Hood properties on the horizon. Well, there's I know Margot Robbie's year. doing Maid Marian. Maid Marian's one of them. Then there's one with uh, Taron Egerton and someone oh, yeah, from yeah. next year. Yeah, it's actually got a release date. It's a legit one. But there's like five other properties that they mentioned in this Ringer, pro- uh, Ringer hell. article. No, so. Look, no, when Kevin no. Costner is the, the best yeah. Robin Hood in recent memory, we have issues. <laughs> we do. I love Kevin, but, I mean, come on. I love K-Cos, but, I mean, Robin Hood didn't have a moolah. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? I mean, we, we, we were stretching disbelief there. Secondly, 
They then tried to do it with Russell Crowe and tried to Crow, take yeah. it back to a, a real sort of gritty. Yeah. And that didn't work. The, yeah, I mean, Robin Hood. I mean, don't get me wrong. Robin Hood goes... is super laser focused. Yeah, as I've told you before. What's the you reckon Ridley Scott's on coke? You can't do. You can't do that many movies on coke without help. No, the just he's look. He's 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 laser focused. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah, unfortunately, that one failed when Robin Hood started throwing phones at people. Yeah, Fighting look around the world. <laughs> Robin rocked into the you know the poor people and said, "Look, I haven't got a sack of gold, but I've got the latest thirty odd foot of grunts yeah, there. You want to have a listen? Yeah. No, nah, not interested. <laughs> no, nah, I just no. Nah. I, I think it's a pro- it's a it's a property that's probably really hard to get right. Um, and I just it's it, why why have we got five of them? Like what, why do we need? So, no one's got the rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so everyone just yeah. So everyone's going, oh, well, we, we might make money with this. We'll just yeah. fucking have a crack at it. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't fill me with confidence. I'm a bit sad about Tar- Taron Egerton, though, because I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, he was good in um, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman, yes. Yeah. Uh, I thought he could go into good things, and he's mm. done that instead. So. Well, who knows? Might be good, but I fucking doubt it. Rusty's a bit of a real-life Robin Hood, isn't he? Doesn't he roll up on weekends and put basketball rings up for people yeah, and things like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then he drinks VB and leaves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. He's a man's man. He sure is. All right. If you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or on Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Next episode, keep an eye on the Facebook. We'll uh, we'll let you know what we're going to do. Horror film? Yeah. God. Dear Lord. <laughs> uh, but until then, take it. Let's sting the prick. Oh, <laughs> I know I've got something coming after these two good ones. You guys are going to fuck me really badly now. Yeah. Uh, have to three or something. We better go back to Friday the 13th or something. <laughs> I reckon Jason part, three, part three is a winner. Like Jason, Jason X. Um, what about but, um, Maximum Overdrive? <laughs> but until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.